Tune in to Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson. Who is Regina Johnson? Regina Johnson. Author, pastor, motivational speaker, and life coach. Regina is inspirational, motivating others to live out their purpose. Regina is passionate, tenacious, and relentless about helping others fulfill their destiny. Her goal is to bring a refreshing to someone's life. Join us every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central, right here on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Dial in to share your heart with Regina at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. And remember that Regina says... We all know you really haven't failed until you stop trying. I want to be to people what others have been to me. And so that's, that's really the purpose of Refresh. It's the end of the day for people to feel refreshed. So call in at 657-383-0309. That's 657-383-0309. You'll be blessed by her wisdom, strategies, and encouragement. That's Refresh Radio with Regina Johnson on Never Had It So Good Sports Media Network. Good evening. I'd like to welcome you to Refresh. This is Regina Johnson, your host. Um, I'd like to give everyone a shout-out on AHISD for our new season. We're stepping into our new season uh, here on the radio show. I want to quickly remind you that we have something exciting that is happening. Um, we are, NHISD has a calendar that's coming out, and it is one that's geared towards men that are on the move. So uh, voting will take place this week. I want you guys to kind of plug in so that you kind of keep up with that. Uh, and find out how you can cast your vote, not for the ones that have already been nominated to be in the calendar, but we have a lucky gentleman who is going to be on the cover of the calendar. And so if your suite is in the running, be sure and get someone uh, to plug in so they can give that, that vote. Also, I'd like to give a shout-out, of course, always, every time I'm on the air, to uh, Princess Cooper, uh, who's given me this wonderful opportunity to be able to be on uh, on NHISG. Um, I thank you. And to all the hosts who've gone before me, uh, have a blessed and wonderful Sunday. Today, I have two guests that are not really like, I, I, they're not even guests. They're almost like regulars uh, with me here on the show. They've been here so often. Um, uh, they're both, we, we work together in ministry. Um, they're my godkids. Um, but they're also uh, beyond that. Uh, they are business men and women on their own business. Uh, they're builders and contractors, and uh, I mean, just amazing, amazing couple. Um, the powerhouse, uh, Reed and Reed, Sharitha uh, Reed. But of course, I should say, let me back that up. It's David Reed. You put that brother first, right? David Reed, and then Sharika Reed. She's sitting next to me. I looked at her, and uh, yeah. So I want to welcome you guys to the show today. Today I want to talk about um, the steps of moving past some of the old places that you've been in. I know we've discussed things kind of uh, like that, but I want to talk about the next phase of your life. One of the things that's been on my mind 
uh, that I've been dealing with, I would say, over the past year are not dealing with but purposely going after is shedding myself of old mindsets and behaviors so that I could get on to the next phase. One of the things that I've seen happen in a lot of individuals' lives is that they, they just continue going round and round in this circle and uh, circle or cycle, cycle more or less, uh, the correct thing to say in this cycle of life, repeating places that they've already been. And many times it happens because they cannot either see life differently or they cannot uh, 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 imagine themselves in a, in a new and different place. And so today I really want to address that and help someone move out of the rut of the old and move forward with the new. You know, yet the calendar is constantly flicking. I'm, I'm flipping over. Month after month is going by. Minutes in a day or an hours are shooting by. And if you're not careful, you'll look around and five years later, you're still dealing with the same stuff that you were dealing with with 10 years ago, 12 years ago, 20 years ago. And you wonder, how did I waste my life here? Uh, much of that is what we've been talking about together and to others is changing our perspective, how we see things. And then braying ourselves to embrace the new. Part of embracing the new, and I'm just kind of getting, I guess, all of mine out in front. Part of my embracing the new is coming to a place to where I'm all right with letting go of the old. Letting letting go uh, of the old. We hear that a lot about, uh, uh, you know, you got to be ready, you know, to let go of things and people and places. and, And we say, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm ready, but when it comes down to it, it's like it's really hard to do. But when you want it more than what you had, when you want your tomorrow more than what you had in your yesterday, you'll be willing to let go of not only people, places, and things, you'll be willing to let go of mindsets and behaviors to be able to obtain what it is that that, I'm, that God has for you in this season. Uh, David? I think uh, for me that the biggest thing that, that I have definitely been working on is maturity. And I'm not talking about age. Uh-huh. I'm talking about mature adult thinking in my, in my mind. You know, the, at some point, you have to say to yourself, like, okay, what's more important, like you just said? And for me, as, as a family man, I begin to think about um, – I, I begin to process my – maybe some old habits or some old way of thinking, things that ended up, it, us ended, or ended us up, thank you, in <laughs> situations or, or circumstances or things, I have to start thinking that it's more than just me. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. affected. Right. Um, that my decisions uh, trickles down to my wife and my children. What I had to realize is that when I don't do that, and this is what this is how it changed for me. Mm-hmm. What I realized is when I don't do that, then I am being selfish. You know what? It's so funny that you said that. I was I uh, sent my uh, my oldest son to go get my youngest daughter uh, today, and so he took her to. She's going to this uh, math, you know, thing. She's been doing algebra, and um, <laughs> so he he took her. And when he got back, he, he was dozing off, you know. And so I said, hey, go get her. Go, go get her. She just, I just dropped her off. 
And she's ready. And so I started laughing like, well, y'all are good. I said, you are not ready for a wife, and you definitely not ready for a kid. And then he shook his head. He goes, I am not. I am, I am not ready. And I was like, yeah, because it, it interrupts you. Yes. It interrupts your life. You know, when you said that about, you know, I just got to mature, you know, not in age. But it's like, that's part of that. She's like, you're right. I'm not ready for either. I'm like, when it's nap time, it's nap time. Right. I want to go get anybody. I don't pick anybody up. I want to go where I want to go. I don't want right. to. Yeah, bro. That's, that, you definitely, you're not ready. And yeah. I, I say that jokingly because I'm always on all, everybody about having kids and grandkids. And uh, uh, one took my challenge, so we'll talk about that another day and got married. That's a whole other topic. But, uh, but, but, yeah, boy, it's a five of right. Oh, Jesus, won't he do it? But, uh, golly, we old. That's no radio. Okay, so, so, yeah, yeah, man, when was it that you realized, you know, what was your stopping point where you said, you know what, this is, this is enough. You know, I, I think the one of the things that hit me really hard was uh, decision-making, especially when it comes down to, like, finances. You know, when, you're, when you are uh, a family man and you have family, you know, you have relationships and things like that. And, you know, for instance, um, you loan someone, you know, this money, and this is the this – is, this is, the best that I can put it for, like, just an example. So you loan someone some money, right? But you know that that money needs to go towards the bill. Uh-huh. And you know that this person, for one, is not going to pay me back. <laughs> right. right. For two, you know, you shouldn't give it to them because they're doing things that they don't have any business doing in the first place. Right. You know, but you take it and you give it. So it's just like a Maybe a bad example, but I'm just going to use right. it. Right. You know, so for me, it, was, like it was things like, experience. yeah, so it was things like that, like, David, hold on. So now, you know, a week comes by, and you guys are, you know, going in between finances and going in between things and taking care of things, and now you're a little sharp. And then it's interesting that you're sharp what you gave away. So it's like, well, what am I doing? You know, so it's, for me, it's been, it's been a little bit simple things like that. That has gotten my attention in our, you know, things in my in my personal life. Like one time, uh, I was traveling. My wife was home, and uh, she was talking to me on the phone. And she said, she said, "Man, I just realized how uh, the atmosphere is different when you're not when you're home versus when you're not home." And to me, that kind of settled in a little bit. Of okay, what is my um, presence when I am home? And and what should I maybe implement more? So for me, it was a lot of maturity changes in thoughts mm-hmm. and processes mm-hmm. like that. that what did she mean by that when she well, said it was it, it, it was simple. It was something simple like the the kids needing to. If I'm there, they already know it's time to take a bath. It's time to get ready for school. Make sure you got your homework done. Versus when I when I'm not there, they just come in after school, do whatever. She's constantly reminding them of what needs to be done. But when Dad's home, it just happens. Right, right. So so for me, it made me think. Okay, if 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 I make if I'm making a, a difference in our impact, just me being there, then what can I do with decision decisions that I'm making and and uh, involvement, more involvement 
with them. And so what you're saying is that you have to come to a place to where you recognize what your role is, how you're to operate in that season in order for you to be able to advance through this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I was thinking about, I guess to kind of answer, answer the question is how do you get to this place of what is it that you do to get to uh, the next phase? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I recently read this quote from, uh, I think it's Einstein, the guy that created the light bulb. Yeah, so, uh, so I read this quote, and his quote said, uh, it wasn't 10,000 failures. It was what I. It was ten thousand ways I learned not to do it, and so for a moment I'm just like, really I should kind of take that aspect uh, in life. I think one of the first things that you have to do in preparation to go into the next phase and leaving the old is allowing the failures or the mistakes or the mishaps to um, just be lessons and not let it be a reflection of what I can and can't do in the future. Right. Right. That was one of the things like um, today that I was sharing was that those were not, they, they weren't failures. No. They were actually training sessions. Yeah, they but they happen when, when you're being called forth or it's your season is mm-hmm. coming, mm-hmm. you know, you unfortunately don't get to practice, especially if you mm-hmm. have a career that is out in front of everyone else. It's like, um, it's like uh, you have to be comfortable with failing in front of 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 of, of, of people yeah, yeah. and know that it's not something that's saying that you are inadequate yeah. or what you're actually your failures in front of people yeah. is preparing you. You were getting ready to say something. Was it something you wanted to say? Yeah. Or you wanted it wasn't, to break it wasn't, yeah, it wasn't Einstein. It was Thomas Edison. Yeah, Thomas Edison. Okay. So um but anyway Never Had It So Good 101.1 is proud to have talk radio on their platform. Like Pastor Regina Johnson, Refresh Radio, James Bichette, Thoughts, Love, and Reflections, Daquan King, Revive Radio, Warren Sally with Man Cave Radio, Sky Wonders with Unmuted, Your Voice Matters, Wake Up Call Radio with Pastors Warren and Annie Sally, Peace Within Radio with Henry Washington, the Bible has the answers with Pastor Aaron B. Williams. Dig Radio with Pastor Annette Watson. Crazy Sports Mom with Doretha Anderson. Been there, done that with Cindy Smith. Pave your way to success with Rudy and Michelle Govan. Spiritually reincarnated with Gilbert Sines. In times like these with Benita Coney. Sports Talk Atlanta with Matt D. and Travis McGee. Sports Talk Carolina with Andre White and Neek Emerson. Sports Talk Money Podcast with Elliot Johnson. Power 803 with Reverend John Robinson. Totally Healed Radio with Angel Anderson. Bless This House Gospel House with Bishop Timothy Henderson. And It's a Way Out and a Way to Stay Out with Marlon Reed. I'm talking about absolutely the best talk show host in the country right here. I never had it so good, 101.1, the world's radio station.
spreading the word of the Lord through music ministry on Gospel 107. We're live on NHISG 101.1 every Sunday. Gospel music from legends Lee Williams, Rance Allen, and Shirley Caesar. Join us for Sunday service delivered by Pastor Regina Johnson, Pastor Russell Moore, and Pastor Johnny Ray Noble. Bible study with Pastor Aaron B. Williams and Christian Talk Radio with Pastor Annetta Watson, Pastor Annie Sally, Pastor Warren Sally, and Benita Coney. Gospel 107, every Sunday on Never Had It So Good, 101.1. The word of God is true. And if he says that he will never leave us, if he says that he is perfecting the things concerning us, then you best believe that he is. We serve an awesome God who loves us more than we could ever imagine. So to my brothers and my sisters, let's gut it up. Because the outcome is going to be great. Don't miss Refresh with Pastor Regina Johnson. Every Sunday, 7 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Central. Hey guys, I want to welcome you back to Refresh. We had like a little technical difficulty here in the studio, but we are back. Um, and so we're talking about, you know, taking on the challenges of moving to the next, the next phase, basically, of life. How to just let go of some things, how to prep and move forward and uh, not dragging uh, the old in with you. And I'm here talking with uh, David Reed and Sharitha Reed. Uh, and so anyway, Sharitha, you were, you were sharing about how, because um, you just kind of repeat that. Let's pick back up again. You were saying, give that quote again by Thomas Edison, please. Uh, he said it's not 10,000 10, failures. It's 10,000 ways that I learned not to do it. Not to do it. Yeah. A lot of times we look at the things, and that's what I was saying, like we will allow our failures in front of people, what appear to be failures, but naturally, those are training sessions to speak loudly to us. And they don't just to us. They do to even other people say, oh, they're not prepared. Oh, they can never do it. Oh, they can't, whatever, whatever. The reality is is that we can do it. The reality is I'm just learning how. And being all right with making the mistakes, but not allowing the mistakes that I make, to back me up and say it will never happen. Today, uh, I'm so glad y'all joined me today. We go to, uh, and not only just go to the same church, we actually have help pastor. I, uh, my husband and I are lead pastors here, and these are associate pastors here. And, uh, and so we pastor a church that we are, we're actually coming out of one, one season of a ministry, which was the Father's House, and now we're giving birth to a whole new ministry called Capstone, and we're actually leading out in faith. And the amazing thing about this is that God is reminding us of what he said back when y'all were in your 20s. He's like, oh, we got to go back and get what it is. But it's the things that we weren't able to accomplish in between that that made us feel like, or I don't know about y'all, but it made me feel like either we can't do it or we're failing miserably. In actuality, we weren't. We had to mature, all of us. We had to grow up, you know, in our own personal lives. We had to be able to see clearly. We had to change our perspective. David, you were sharing something earlier about perspective being changed. Well, um, what what we're identifying is that in order to have uh, 
these changes in your life. Uh, you have to, you must change your way of thinking mm-hmm. uh, about maybe it's failure or maybe, you know, whatever it is that we know, because this is the thing. There is, we, we know deep down inside what is maybe preventing us from being able to go to the next place. Mm-hmm. We, we, we say we don't sometimes, but we really, we really do. You know, I gave an example one time. It's like if you're working at the bank, right, mm-hmm. and, you're, and you're robbing, you're stealing from the back county, you know, and you may not get caught in the first, you know, but eventually one day the police show up, your boss shows up, they walk you out, and you're going, what happened? Right, right. So what happened is you're stealing from the bank. Right, right. You're expected in right. from jail. <laughs> oh, Lord. Yeah. That was your expected in. Right. It was right. jail time, so right. why are you surprised? Right. So if me... If, you know, maybe maybe I know that this one decision always leads me down an emotional path, mm-hmm. then why would I continue? Mm-hmm. And then when I get in this emotional baggage, then I go, well, what happened? It was like one time you told me in business, I called you, and we're going through in business, and I'm like having a hard time firing this one guy who clearly <laughs> needed to be fired. Right. And, you know, I'm thinking about stuff like, well, what about his wife? Well, what about his children? How are they going to eat? If I fire him, how long is it going to take? But the thing is, he wasn't he he thinking about any of that. Right. While he was robbing me, <laughs> right. and I'm paying him, Right. he wasn't thinking about any of that. that. But you said one profound thing to me. You said, son, everyone that you hire is not your friend. Right. Everybody, you don't hire them to become your friend. No. You know, making friends. Well, I'm trying to make friends with right. everybody. <laughs> you know, come on over and eat that. Right. You know, yes, brother, your children need shoes. You got not that that was anything wrong, but the 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 outcome of that is, if I did not start thinking that everyone that I hire is is my change my thinking like, okay, they're not my friends. I'm not trying to be friends with them. Right. Or or I'm not trying to prove to them that I'm really what it was about is prove to them that I'm a good person. That that's happened, really, that, that's really exactly bad. what happened to me in ministry. It was like I felt like I needed to prove to people that I was a good person. Yes. And that I was a good, I was going to be better than other pastors yes. so that the people would not be hurt. Mm-hmm. When actually I realized it wasn't the pastor's problem. <laughs> it was the people problem. It was the people problem. Because everybody in that situation has a responsibility. The people you hire, they come to work, and they have a job to do. Correct. You didn't hire them to give them a check to be your buddy. Correct. That would be weird. Correct. And so, right? <laughs> you buy a friend. Right. <laughs> At the expense of your company. Yeah, that, that's a little weird. Uh, they have another name for that. We're going to go. That's a whole other show. <laughs> that's a whole other show. And so... But, but what it is, it's like we have to come to a place to where we, we just kind of say, you know what? No, this is the job. This is what I'm called to do. In order for me to advance, I have to keep everybody in their proper place. Correct. In their proper place. Teresa? Absolutely. Uh, I was just thinking about putting everything and everybody in their proper place. Um, actually, I think that's the next uh, step. To, you know, in your, moving to the next step is assessing what's in your circle um, 
and if I'm going forward, are the people and the things that I'm doing in my circle, is it pushing me to this next place that I'm, I see myself getting to? And then if it's not, have the, the courage or the passion to say, I want what I see more mm-hmm. than what's in my circle. Mm-hmm. And then I, I, I heard this uh, guy one time say, um, it, as, as you grow and mature and advance, really, he said, it's not about who's, who's going to stay with you that you're concerned about. He said, really, the challenge is who are you willing to let go? Mm-hmm. What are you willing to let go of to actually obtain it? Um, and so I think that comes in putting people and, and things and activities that I'm doing in its proper place and then determine, does this help me get to where I see? Does this person, can they help me get to where I see? And then if they don't, I need to be able to sever it or, or mm-hmm. put it aside and then make the connections right. of, of where it is that I need to be, that I can be uh, pushed to, 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 the to, next, to the next level. Um, it was in a conversation today that I, just in what you're saying, is um, that also in my, a part of my next level is to ignite people to be able to do their next level. Does, does that make sense? Whether it's with me or if it's somewhere else, that's my job. If you don't know what your assignment is, you won't even recognize when you come into your next season. When I saw that for the first time, I wept before the Lord and knew and said, I did my job. I literally did my job. I, I, did, my, I did my job. It's not over. There's another season that will come, you know, with these people. But in this season, I did my, I really did my job. I ignited somebody to really take a leap to go to the next level that was not prepared to do that, was not even aware of what the call could be. You know what I'm saying? Completely. So when you see that, it's like we have to be open. I know what it was I was going to say. And it's not like we're saying people aren't worthy of us having a relationship with. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is in my next season, we're not talking about like your your relationships in your nucleus, but it might be in your nucleus. And you might have to peel off some things in your nucleus, whether it's temporary or permanent, in order for you to be able to get some leverage. I think it was Lisa Nichols that said, I had to break free from the people that I knew, my family and friends, and they were saying, you know, oh, why are you going to spend all this time in these different countries and with different uh, people of ethnic backgrounds and all that stuff? Oh, you think this and you think that. And she said, I had to do that in order to be able to help them. In order to be able to, you have to break free. Sometimes we don't know how to break free in order to be able to get to that, that next next place. One of the things the, uh, the Lord was showing me and um, was that, you know, uh, the reason why we can't break free and go to the next or have different thinking uh, is that we have codependent behaviors. And so we have to learn. And, and codependency does not look like what we thought that it looked like, you know, like somebody that would give somebody some drugs money or give them on alcohol money or whatever. We can have those relationships, you know, even on our jobs or in our churches or, or whatever. It's that place where you think, I can't do it without them. Yeah. And so I've got to do all of this or else they can't, they won't be able to make it without me or, or you know, whatever. Whenever you think that something can't make it without you or you can't make it without yeah. it, there is a codependent relationship that's being developed. Now, I believe that in 
of relationships, there are uh, things that are built to help propel people into places. But that I, I one lesson I'm saying I learned this year. Anything that I said I couldn't live without, he said, Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna help you. I'm, I'm gonna help you right now. And he literally pulled it out of my life. Now this is the thing. If what we'll do is God will pull something out of your life. You'll go back and you'll drag it off. You'll drag it right back up in it because you feel guilty or you feel like you didn't do or you. When in actuality, it's just time for it's just time for promotion. And then even promotion in familiar places, we have you have to we not not like all of our listeners and, and we have to uh, be mindful that we are ready to even in those places where it doesn't require a location change, that we can't even enter into another season with the same mindset. Yeah. You understand? I have to be new even if I'm in the same house. Yeah. I have to be new if I'm in the same building. I have to be new if I'm in the same ministry. You understand what I'm saying? If I'm, if I'm new, I will share. I will propel. And I won't see things. And it's amazing on how your perception, as you were saying, David, earlier, how it changes my whole perception. I, I'm I'm still a pastor. I'm still you know we're still in ministry. Still in ministry. Some people that that were there before past season and some not. But what changed in me in this season is how I see. I'm, I'm I've never been excited more excited about ministry than I am right now. Just from being able to I see it different. It feels brand spanking new. And if your perception changes. It really is. It is, Brandon. Um, so, one of one of the next things for me uh, in that about perspective, you know, we talked about expected end, but one of the ways to change your perspective is to get new information. Yeah, yeah. Is to get new information. That, yeah. That's one way. So, like for me. Um, you know, I started in, let me back up, in, in that, we're talking about people, I want to say something about that, because a lot of times it's just not people, sometimes it's things, mm-hmm. sometimes it's stuff, mm-hmm. you know, and now what I'm learning is, in the process of that, I have to be willing to let the chip fall on me, mm-hmm. no matter what it's concerned, mm-hmm. and, and, and now that I'm doing that, then I'm learning that everything else just works, just works itself out. Right, 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 right. And so, so what you're saying is, even in moving forward, you just kind of have to let things play out. Give a little more clarity. Though. Okay. Not to go back to people, but it's like, the best example that I can right. Okay. Is is for for me. Uh, I, I realized that I had to in business. I had to change my perspective from. Uh, uh, like a uh, manager mm-hmm. to the boss. Yeah, yeah. Not yes. managing the people, right? But leading the people, leading mm-hmm. the people. Mm-hmm. And and so in that, then it required me to be, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> yes, assertive, right? Uh, bold, right? Confident, right? And okay, instead of like managing. You say, okay, well, I'm telling them this is what I need done to them. Mm-hmm. But I come back, and what I said is not done. Right. Because they decided, well, 
what's best for us is to go this way. Right. right. But I see the big picture. Uh-huh. You know, I'm not just managing them, but I'm managing the finances. I'm managing the material. You know, or leading them. So I now I come in and say, but that's not what I said do. Mm-hmm. I said do this mm-hmm. for this reason. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, sometimes they get mad. Sometimes they want to leave, you know, whatever. And I'm fine. You know, hey, get in your car and go. Right. Just don't come back tomorrow. Right. You know, so I'm willing to now in those decision makers or in those things, I'm willing to. Because, okay, I, I realize, especially in relationships, that sometimes we are more in a relationship than it was ever intended for us to be in the first place. Mm-hmm. So now if you're making that correction because your your perspective changed, mm-hmm. that, you know what, I'm giving out, I'm giving out, I'm giving out. But really, these people do not value mm-hmm. or honor mm-hmm. who I am in their lives. Mm-hmm. And God is clearly saying, you know what, I need you to serve that God. Mm-hmm. But I'm so caught up in relationships. So yeah. I'm just saying, you know what, hey, let the chips fall with it, man. When you see who, when you see what it is and where it is that you're going, and you're ready to go for it, and you make those necessary changes, you can tell immediately when you're there, when it's different. Because when I shifted from being a parent and being the pastor of the church instead of being the mama and being a, the pastor of people and not trying to parent people, everybody, but actually be the leader. When you said that, you go, yeah, I'm called to lead, you know, and not parent, there's a whole other relationship that happens when you're between being parent and being pastor. But when I took on the role and just said, you know what, I think God has told me, to be, and that hurt a lot of people, and made a bunch mad. Like, oh, you're not going to be, well, what, oh, well, well, well. <laughs> you know, and I was like going, no, because I'm not calling to be your mom on that. You know, I'm, I'm not called to be your dad. I'm not called to be the parent. I'm called to pastor you. That's the problem. That's why when you get ready to cut me out and walk out the door like you did your mama, you can do it and don't even flinch. So it's like when I know my place, when I, I can I can grab hold of it, and then the doors to my tomorrow begin to open up. Hey, look, we have less than a minute, so we're going to go ahead and take our break, uh, but we'll be right back. You've been listening to Refresh. Show 
Johnson, your host. Uh, I'd like to uh, quickly remind those of you that are not watching on Facebook to be sure and plug in to NHISG, uh, their Facebook page, so you can see some of the things that's happening. We have a Men on the Rise, uh, on the Move uh, calendar that's going to be birthed out um, in uh, this coming season, uh, and we have uh, some really great men that are doing some very profound things. Is happening, um, and so I want you guys to check that out because we have voting that's going to take place for the cover of that calendar, and uh, I don't want you to miss out on being able to say which guy you think should be on the cover, as well as keeping up with the new move in which NHISG is doing in this season. Uh, again, I want to give a quick shout out to my girl Princess Cooper, um, and. Uh, just everybody that's listening, just be prepared. We're doing some great things, uh, and you're going to see some incredible uh, shifts and movement in this next uh, coming year. Uh, so, uh, again, plug in. Even follow me on Facebook, uh, on uh, Twitter, it's Journey Strong. You can even catch me now on Instagram. I'm there, you know, pretty regular. It's Regina Johnson. Uh, and uh, you'll be able to keep up with some of the things that we're doing in this hour. Uh, hey, look, guys, I'll also be in the uh, Missouri, St. Louis area uh, on uh, the 13th, 14th, and 15th with West Morgan and uh, a host of others that will be ministering and singing. If you are anywhere near uh, St. Louis, uh, go onto my page, and you'll be able to see exactly where we will be uh, and come and join us. And I'm, I can reassure you, you'll be blessed. Today, if you've not been listening to the first half of the show, um, my guest today is uh, David Reed and Sharitha Reed. We are discussing uh, just just in whole how to um, prepare yourself to grab hold of the next phase of life. Uh, we were talking before the break about letting go of relationships and perspectives how I saw and operated in one season, and how what's needed in order for me to have success in my next season. We talked about changing how we saw things, but in this one, I want to I talk about how we change how I see me. Sharitha, could you jump right in there? This past year, it's been pretty challenging. Mm-hmm. I know that from a God perspective, God's been showing you, like, you know, and really you've been laying it out on the altar beforehand. Mm-hmm. It's so funny because I, I remember you, like, us talking, you know, periodically on the phone, and you would say, oh, Lord, I don't want to have to deal with this again. But in me grabbing hold of who I'm to become or who I really am but walking in it fully, mm-hmm. I have to really deal with some things right. that's really just about me. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, 
one of the ways I started to, I guess, address me is I, uh, I did what most of us don't like doing is I sat down and I, I wrote down several things. I wrote down a list of all the things I didn't like about myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wrote down a list of all the things that I, uh, well, in writing down what I didn't like about myself, I, I asked myself the question, why? Um, was that something that someone else said? Was it something that I believe about myself? And then I, I, beside that, I wrote down what the truth of that is. So if I didn't think I was pretty, then why don't I think that? Am I comparing myself to someone else? Um, uh, that's, that's kind of the example of things that I wrote down. And so once I wrote down those lists of the negatives, I, you know, I wrote down the list of the positives, and I, I made some internal decisions because in order to in order for me to go to the next place, there was some levels of confidence um, that I needed to have in just who I am, what I have the skill to do, what I have the ability to do, um, what I'm strong at, what I'm, my areas that I'm not so strong at, and then be okay um, with not being able to do everything. Um, and that not being able to do everything in those places where I'm not so strong at is not a reflection of my overall ability to be successful. Um, and so I started to check off those things that I call them their, their lies um, about myself that I had believed and that I had conditioned myself uh, to think about myself. And then I, I in doing that, it kind of cleared this space internally in my mind to where I could dream again beyond the places that I had failed, um, the places that I were un- that I was unsuccessful. And so um, I, I I wrote in in, in Simple. What I did was I wrote a plan down, um, and I just began to execute those things. And so on a daily basis, I still am reminding myself um, that I'm not who I was. I'm not uh, things or mistakes or failures that happened in the past. This is who I am. This is a new place. And then take the step of coming out of my comfort zones and and making connections and trying to network and do things that would lead me to the next place, things that would force me to have to come out of my comfort zone, things that would force me to have to raise my level of confidence in order to maintain or be in that room uh, with people or, or situations, um, the circumstances that, that we come up to. I know a lot of times uh, I in, in business I would have uh, – I would always want my husband to kind of go in front of the people, go talk to the people, and then I, I kind of stay behind the scenes. Uh, but but I've learned to not do that. Um, there, there's no reason to do that. I'm to be confident in what I'm doing, in my place, my position, and uh, and just boldly do it. Right. Just just take the steps and do it. I am my own unique person, and I'm not comparing myself to anybody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When was that that you really realized, you know, that I, this is a problem. Yeah. I'm going to address it. Mm-hmm. What What was, like, kind of the breaking point? Do you remember it? I do, actually. Maybe it was um, maybe, like, six to eight months ago. I got to this place of where I wanted to do more in my life. I wanted to see more out of my life, right? And so I will always come to this wall of where I couldn't, I can only go so far. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And maybe just like about, you know, like I said, maybe about 
maybe about six months ago, I, I got so frustrated mm-hmm. and so angry uh-huh. and so mad because I'm like, I'm sick of this place. I'm sick of I'm sick of even thinking mm-hmm. like this or even feeling like this. And it, it forced me to say, well, why do you feel that way? Mm-hmm. Why are you so angry? What is it that you're angry about? Mm-hmm. And it forces you to look inward mm-hmm. and start to say, oh, well, it's because of this, or oh, it's because of that, or oh, that's the way I'm thinking, or, or and so it forces you, it, it forces you to deal with it, right? It forces you to, to face it. Um, and I, so I think that was my place. I, I, I got so frustrated and so mad, but I couldn't be mad with anybody else. Mm-mm. It wasn't anybody else. No. It wasn't my husband. It wasn't my kids. Yeah. It wasn't work. Yeah. It, I couldn't. It was just, yeah. ah! Yeah, it's me. Yeah. I keep saying it's like a month ago, but really, in actuality, it was like last, like I'm coming, it was like probably last August. Mm-hmm. But I kind of entered into that same place. It was starting around June, mm-hmm. July. Mm-hmm. By the time I hit August, I was just like, going, okay, mm-hmm. all right. I, I know who I am. I'm, I'm tired of this. Yeah. And then what I had to do is I had to look at what I did not like about yeah. me. Yeah. And, and, and so I was able to do a lot of internal work. Mm-hmm. And now what I know God is doing, now he's working on the external things. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like before I would like be my best. I looked great on the outside, mm-hmm. but I was jacked up <laughs> on the inside. So <laughs> what I'm noticing now about the next place is he's dealing with all of my and it, it's so funny because like I would make the statement and Tasha is like our producer. And so I would say, I'm I'm it's like, you know, I'm I'm trying to find balance. I'm trying to I'm 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 trying to work this thing out. I'm trying to find out basically like what I'm supposed to be doing and who am I and and one day she goes, That sounds so strange hearing you say that and and I was thinking to myself, I go, Oh Lord, maybe I shouldn't have said that out loud but then I remember just hearing this voice on the inside say, No, for every place in life you have to reposition yourself yeah. Yeah. for the next Heart. You know, like when we move from decade to decade, the next decade should not look like the last decade. Yeah. Yeah. And so now I'm like a over the hump, over the hill, or, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like a 50 plus. Mm-hmm. And so my life on this side looks different than my life on that one. Not saying I'm prepping to go into the grave or anything like that. But what I'm saying is, what was important to me then, like, you know, for y'all, it's like, you know, building and raising kids. Well, I'm still raising. I got a 14 year old. I should be like way ahead of y'all. So. <laughs> Oh, well, that's another show, too. <laughs> Children late in life. And so, um, but, like, you know, I'm not really on the grind for the house. I'm not really on the grind for the new cars. I'm not really on the grind for finding, you know, who I am. I know who I am now. My thing is what kind of legacy do I want to leave and what is it going to cost me to be able to get there? And so we, had, I, we and I said, we, my husband and I, we put together, like, a real plan, a real workable plan for what it's going to look like in the next four years for us. What is it going to look like? We had to make some decisions, um, you know, to like, uh, because our plan really was last year, we said, we're going to move out of the house, uh, and we're going, to, we're going to sell our home, and then we're going to move out in, uh, to, the, to, the, um, to the waterway mm-hmm. in the woodlands. Well, it really hasn't changed. Our time really changed. We decided to look at resources and work on what we have, increase the value of it, and then make the shift. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So that nothing is taken away and we can add more to our, our resources. Yeah. 
and where we can live well and, and when it's time for our, uh, our youngest daughter to go to college, you know, that it's going to be easy breezy whether she gets a scholarship or not, you know? And so, you know, you'll be able to buy the car, not just, you know, something like that. You you normally get it right. The first go-round, you got it. You know, the oldest one, the second one, poor little babies in between. You feel like working and not figuring it out. But uh, it was about a year ago that I kind of came to that place like, you know what, God, just, you know, work on it, find it, dig it up, everything that's wrong. Yeah. So then I came to another place. Then now after, like I would say, January, it was like kind of on this side, I'm starting to learn what the balance of living this thing out, what does it really look like? What parts of my life have, have I adapted just because it makes you comfortable? Yeah, it, it just makes you comfortable, and that's the reason why I do it. Yeah. Or it makes you, or, or, or that's how you think I should be or how I should act. And so what I'm doing is I'm focusing on what lines me up. I want to be right before the Lord, genuinely right before the Lord. I want to be, um, I want to be good to people. Mm-hmm. I want to love people, um, and I want to be true to myself. Yeah. I, I really do. I want to have a happy home, mm-hmm. a happy family. Mm-hmm. I want to love my kids. I want to love my husband. Mm-hmm. I don't want all of the extra craziness. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, and 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 I want to get there, and I want to leave something behind. Mm-hmm. Uh, yesterday, I went to one of my young cousin's funeral. Unfortunately. He's, um, I thought he was 20, but that's the one that's underneath him. That's 20. Josh is actually 23. And he was killed last Sunday. Not yet, last Sunday. And so they, they, um, they, they, they did his funeral um, this um, yesterday. And it was like, I mean, this church was like packed out, like packed on the floor, packed in the, in the choir seat, packed in the 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 um oh, help Lord, in the in the in the balcony. But people are standing outside across the street. And uh, his mother said, I had no idea that he had impacted this many people's lives. And so it's like um we do this exercise where like um you have people to write their obituary. It's like, okay, what do you want people to say about you? And one of my things is, is that I don't want to leave this earth without having to have done a significant work to where it impacts the lives of people. That is my biggest, you talking about ism? That is a big ism. I do not want to spend my whole life here and did not uh, uh, change lives, touch lives, impact people to go to another level at the level in which I feel like that I'm called to do. That I don't want to, I say it all the time, like, I don't want to die with it in me. I, I don't want to die with it in me. And so um, as we come towards the end of the show, what I would like to say, and you guys just kind of, we have like three minutes, but um, actually, I'll, no, I'm just going to go ahead, uh, is that make the necessary changes that so that you don't live a life of misery because you're missing or you're not in or doing what it is that really brings, you know, your destiny brings you joy. <laughs> It brings you joy. You have that moment where you say, man, I was made for this. I've only had maybe a couple of times in my life where I would have that moment. I had that epiphany of, man, I was made for this. And this is how you know. It was a platform too big for me to handle. (laughs) But yet I knew I was supposed to be there. It was too big for me to do it alone. And I'm telling you, it came crashing down around me. But for one moment, standing there in the middle of it, I was able to say, 
I feel it. I'm really made for this. And then it's left up to me to show up the next time and have success. Anything y'all like to say? We got two minutes before we uh, go. I was going to say the same thing. Don't procrastinate. Mm-mm. No. Don't procrastinate. No. no. Make the necessary change. Do it and do it deliberately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was definitely a word that was in it today. That it, it, today, everything that we do, we have to do it and be deliberate and be deliberate. Hey, guys, we are at the end of the show. And so I want to thank all of you that listened in and those of you that just popped in. You can catch me at uh, 6 uh, p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 uh, Eastern, uh, in the same place uh, at NHISG Sports Media. And uh, I got to let you go now. This is Regina Johnson. Uh, you've been listening to Refresh. Uh, I'll talk to you guys next week.